0: CMO Combo is back with another discussion of what it takes to be a great CMO. This time we're speaking to Abby Kumar, founder and CEO of the Fractional CMO agency, QWare, and he's sharing what you need to be a fractional CMO, from access to clients, tool sets and networks for advice, along with some insights into the future. Hi, Abby. welcome to CMO Convo. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Well, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. And I'm, I'm very excited to be having a conversation with you today. Um, it's a It's a great thing to be talking about because we we often talk about careers for CMOs and a big question is what comes next in your in your path as a CMO and one thing that does come up quite a lot is being a fractional CMO and stepping into that kind of space where you um, almost like a consultancy role but before we do get into the specifics of that because that is what we're talking about today maybe you want to introduce yourself to our audience a bit Abby and tell us a bit about yourself
1: yes uh i run a i've been in the marketing world for 16 years before that i had a career as a a microprocessor architect uh, for intel motorola ibm and working some work for apple Uh, but for last 16 years i've been doing and focusing on marketing and our specialty area of marketing is strategy which we deliver through fractional cmos so this is very very appropriate something we do for our clients, uh, we do do a lot more work in marketing, but strategy, the top level strategy as a fractional CMO is the big part of what we do. Right.
0: Now. And is, there, is there a certain approach to marketing that's uh, led you to take this model, like to take the sort of fractional CMO model? Like what, what led you to sort of develop this, uh, this approach? Certainly,
1: yeah. So this, we got onto this just five years back. Earlier, we were like any other marketing agency. People came to us and say, hey, I need Facebook ads or I need this. And we did that so the problem we found is that many times what clients were asking for is what is not what they needed but uh, if they're coming to us as an agency they want ads or they want website done it's business for us so it was like a little bit of a heart wrenching for us to tell them you know really it's not your website is not really your problem you have some other problems <laughs> and but they just want the website done so we uh, politely initially started telling them, you know, you should consider this, you should consider this. Some will listen, some will not. But over uh, the period, we realized that they really need some guidance, some strategy, because they are just picking a piece of marketing instead of looking at overall, how will this work? And, uh, uh, and uh, so, th- so that's where uh, we found some clients who had fired their staff and they were asking for advice. So we got enrolled into this process by we we told them, oh, okay, why don't we manage your strategy and manage your ongoing marketing as well uh, instead of just one aspect? So we started doing that where we were the agency who came up with the strategy and implemented with our existing clients who we already had, and there was a transition for them. And then along the way, uh, we ended up actually getting a client who did fractional CMOs. We became their marketing agency, helping them with lead generation. So I looked at their model and I said, you know what? The service which we are kind of giving away free is fractional CMO service. (laughs) We should just add that as a layer and charge for it as a strategy. And and we did. And then slowly we started moving to, in fact, we are not going to do your implementation without the strategy. Earlier it was, oh, you can buy the strategy layer on top. Mm -hmm. Then we said, no, strategy layer is what you've got to buy. We will, if you come to us, Facebook ads, we, to, we now say, sorry, we'll not do Facebook ads <laughs> because we don't know whether it'll work or not. And then you're going to be unhappy. You've got to work with us on strategy first, and then we will do the Facebook ads. So fractional CMO becomes a requirement. Uh, Only change we have made is some cases, smaller companies, they might not call it fractional CMO because CMO to them is a scary term. Sometimes they think it's a big deal. We are not that big. So we might call them direct of marketing. But effectively, it is the same thing delivered by maybe a little bit more junior level person. The idea is that a executive level marketing strategy is needed by every company and by now i'm a firm believer that every company needs this anybody who's doing marketing without a cmo like person guiding them about the marketing
0: is actually wasting a lot of money makes sense makes sense definitely um like having that having that consistent vision behind the marketing is always very important um particularly having someone in that sort of cmo role having having that role sort of spread across different levels different levels of seniority can mean to lead a very disparate ideas about the direction that marketing strategy can take i, I also love the the, the idea that you've able to flip being an agency on its head so you actually get to tell the clients what to do having worked in the agency myself like that that sounds like the absolute dream like, like the amount of feedback i've had from clients before i've said no this is not the right route but you get to say no this is the route that you have to take which i i really like that approach so what are, what are the types of you touched briefly on like a couple of scenarios that um, a fractional CMO might be involved with, but what, what are the types of industries and business types that you, you mostly work with that you think most benefit sure. from a fractional CMO stepping in?
1: Yeah, so uh, we are still uh, relatively small with you know, just a um, half a dozen or fractional CMOs or so. So we, we are not specialized by verticals, at least right now yet, but our CMOs are. So what we do is we end up getting somebody who knows the industry. But, but that being said, if we don't go by vertical, but there are certain kinds of businesses and size and all where this really makes a difference. So the one would be what I will call a brick and mortar or a old style business, which has been running for a while and they have never done formal marketing strategy. And they reach a point where they say, you know what, things are working, but it's, we really need to improve this. So these are, you know, single owner, business doing still millions of dollars in revenue but it's it, one person who started it and they're still working with it they own it for 20 30 years so those businesses are great for because they have never done it formally they don't know this concept that hey marketing can be planned strategy and it can be asset they never look at it that way so those when they see it and they realize it oh we're really getting a partner who's talking about my revenue who's talking about my margins usually marketing agencies don't talk about those but a CMO does. So when we talk about that, then they say, okay, this, this is a different kind of a marketing because they want to know my margin before they spend any marketing dollar. So that's what a CMO should be aware of these things. So that's one category. Of The other one says startups. Startups who have at least the seed money. And now they don't have money to get a full-time CMO yet, but they still need the CMO level strategy, and they might be even going for the next round of funding. So they need a senior enough person who will put up put up uh, come up with their deck, give the reasons and how market will work and everything. Usually CEO tries to do a job and if they don't have experience in marketing, they kind of miss the point and miss many projections, et cetera. But they can get a fractional CMO. So the cost will be lower and then they, when they go to the next round of funding, by that time they might have money to hire a full-time CMO. but in some other case, some cases they'll just stay with that fractional CMO, just buy more time of theirs for a while because it still works. In other cases, which has evolved for us is that we actually help them find and interview the CMO. It's not our person, but we'll help them find the right CMO, place them in place, and then we become still the consultant CMO on the side because we did so much for them. The new, new CMO, we placed them, so it's kind of self-serving in some ways because that person knows us. We were the ones who interviewed them, and when they need marketing services, they're gonna to come to us. So that's the, uh, the uh, that's, that's the other one. The third one is that anybody who's looking for hyper growth, they've been doing things and certainly they want to go two X, three X, four X, that's where CMO can come in and really shine and come up with completely, you know, turn around the strategy. So it's really coming down to it. Somebody looking for fast growth and they have the money and they want to do a bunch of stuff, startups and the existing companies who have finally decided they need formal marketing. They kind of see the value there. Uh, and, and, and once they see it, by the way, those ones, especially the ones who have existed for a while as businesses, I have customers for seven years. They've stayed with the fractional CMO model. So the seven years ones are the ones which we, we didn't even call it fractional CMO then. In five years, it's only five years since we started calling it fractional CMO. But it's the same exact role. Because once it works, pricing is right. You're responsible for doing it. with the right company, they just want to stay with it. There's no reason for them to change uh, from that model.
0: Awesome. Go on, Abby. Sorry, go on. All I
1: was saying is that, for example, the fractional CFO has existed for a long time. So many times we explain fractional CMO as a fractional CFO model. It's a little easier for uh, uh, these brick and mortar businesses to understand that part.
0: Also, I I really like the idea of these long-term partnerships as well, because I I, I think... A lot of people may have the the misconception that being a fractional CMO means that you're you're almost like a freelancer or a mercenary. So you're coming in just to work on like one small project for a while. You don't have really the opportunity to make a big impact on the business, but it it sounds like really in the right circumstance, you could have a real, real impact on sort of long-term projects and stuff like that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, in our case, all our engagements are, we don't hold anybody. We don't tie them by contracts, but there is no engagement which is less than five, six months at least, you know. And so they always go longer. And five, six months, because they got the funding, they moved on to next stage, or they decided to bring everything in-house at that point, they have enough money. So it's minimum that, and that's enough time to make a lot of difference. And even after five, six months, we might move away from fractional CMO, but we will remain consultants ongoing basis for years still. We will be the agency, we will help them. So yeah, it's
0: definitely a long-term. Yeah, great stuff. uh, But at the same time, you've still got the the opportunity to work in a, v- a variety of different companies at the same time as a fractional CMO. You've got, you've got that variety. I know myself included, many marketers, they love having a variety of stuff to work on. They like to have unique challenges, present them to each day. And that sounds like it'd be the perfect fit being a fractional CMO. You've got these long-term projects you'd be working on, but you're not stuck in one industry all the time. You're not stuck in one problem all the time. You can step away and do other stuff. And Is that- right. that, attracts- yeah, that,
1: that Yeah, that part is absolutely exciting. And the part I like is that I can go in or as a fractional CMO, because I take on some projects myself directly. Others mm-hmm. are run, there are just few. Uh, being the owner and founder, I, I just get, I pick the juiciest ones, if you will, mm-hmm. a few of them. But basically the part I really like personally is that I get to know everything about that business as a fractional CMO. So the phrase I like to use is that, hey, I want to learn about your business enough that I can go and build a competing mm-hmm. business. Only then I can do the right marketing. I have no such intentions to compete with you. But till I have not learned about your business enough to see that, hey, how can I go against this business and build competition? I probably cannot do a, I cannot claim I can do a good marketing job. And I started saying that generally that's what I felt because I want to learn about business. But then I realized, man, that's a great marketing line too. Customers <laughs> love it. Yeah. This person is serious. So now it's more of a like, hey, I use it to hook them in kind of a thing because that's, I do believe that.
0: It, it, it's, a, it's a good approach as well it's, it's like when you hear about those there's like chess grandmasters who play chess against themselves because they can't find any any rivals it, it's you creating your own opponent and you and it sounds like a really not just an interesting approach to being a fractional cmo but being a being a cmo in be a marketer in general like create a fictional rival to your company create a fictional uh, a fictional opponent and try and work out how you would tackle uh, that that competition like that sounds like a very interesting angle to go with so it sounds like it favors someone who, who really likes to learn a lot about an industry, about different companies. And um, so is, is it curious people being a fractional CMO appeals to? What personality types does it, does it suit so, most?
1: Of course, uh, being a fractional CMO, they got to have the marketing chops, right? Mm. Because end of the day, it's a marketing job. But what I found is that people who have either tried to do, whether they failed or not, to do their own businesses, and they approach the business from business point of view, they make great fractional CMOs. And in general, they make great CMOs, if you look at their extension. And, and maybe, I mean, the, uh, I'm sure uh, that's something which comes among what's a really different skill set for fractional CMO versus CMO. So there is a lot common. I think the only difference would be for fractional CMO would be they got to produce. End of the day, you are still a consultant. So if you don't start producing something every month, you cannot get a result in a month's time but if they don't see the trends and what you're talking about within a month, you're out. Because a fractional, in fact, at the C-level, uh, uh, at the C-level, CMO is the shortest living you know, executive. Yeah. So that has been known forever. Now, uh, uh, and, but even there, if they do hire a full-time CMO, and that's one advantage of having a fractional CMO, they cannot immediately, even if they find it's really bad, they got to give that person some months at least, right? It feels bad. It's bad for their morale to hire a C-level and find out in a month. It sucks. But it's a consultant case. They can fire without thinking, right? Like, yeah, just personalities don't match. you got to go. So given that fractional CMO has to be nimble to be able to justify within that first four weeks that what they're talking about is making sense and aligns with them. So it's, it's a, and, and, and it's a good, I, I see that as a good thing. I don't see that as a risk because if we are able to align within first one or two months, they're gonna stay with us for a long time. If not, why stay with that company, right? Just move on, right? Yeah. That's why I don't do contracts. We ask them to think about six to nine months engagements or more, but I tell them, hey, after a month or two just evaluate and tell us we'll just move if it's not working. You know.
0: so it sounds like you have to be fairly, fairly thick-skinned as well to be a fractional CMO. Like you have to acknowledge oh, yeah, that sometimes you just, just the yeah. connection yeah. isn't there between your approach and your, your marketing strategies. Um, so you, you said like that was the only skill that you really need that's different than being a CMO. Yeah, uh, like yeah. otherwise it's
1: a CMO. I think it's a, otherwise it's a, mostly it's a CMO skill. And to me, the CMO skill is, hey, you got, you got to think of business first, marketing second, because marketing is there to support the business. If we mm-hmm. keep pushing this up, so one, one difference between uh, with our fractional CMOs or CMOs in general, and uh, when we service as a fractional CMO, we are lesser about jargon, which is the marketing agencies and others throw, because they might get or not get, it doesn't matter. The terms change for the same thing and fancier terms keep coming. Hyper growth is what? Just a fast growth, right? Mm-hmm. So it's great, sounds great, but it's sometimes that can be confusing that, that terminology. So what we found is that hey, just be more practical and pragmatic. Don't throw terms around. They want results, not terminology. Don't confuse them. So we simplify. Many times we I, we encourage our CMOs don't use terminology. They'll not get. Even though that's the current trend, you know uh, we know that, but they don't. The CEO might not know that. Just tell them in general business terms why it matters. So that's probably will be the other difference. But I think CMOs do that too. CMOs are also looking for long term, right? It's not about impressing somebody with the, the marketing terminology. It's more about actually getting results. If you want to keep your job. Yeah.
0: But then, if you if you if you're in house, you've got that advantage that you can you can help people learn this terminology and learn yeah, these certainly. metrics, that you're interested You have in longer time. time. You have yeah. longer time to develop that kind of relationship, develop your CEO's knowledge of marketing, and explain it to them in in terms that maybe get more complex over time but as a fractional cmo as you say you've got to be in there straight away with the, the plain language layout because as you said you might be working with people who've never had formal marketing in the business before yeah. so being able to lay yeah. it out in very simple i don't want to say simple terms but business driven terms probably seems like a, a very good approach to take
1: yeah yeah and the other way we approach it is we, we as soon as we go in we do the strategy session first and we find what we call low-hanging fruit basically things which can be done immediately next two months to show results. Then we, so we show, say, let's do this. This will get immediate results while we have a plan in place for six to nine months. Because if as a, as a CMO, you come in, you always think, oh, I'm, I will plan this big thing out. Here, we always find something which will show results within you know, next six to eight weeks, because that is, they're, they're evaluating us. So that's the other difference, if you will, that you need to find something which will immediately change while you're still planning on the longer term things. So we always, always do. We, We tell them that, you know, sometimes a website development might take three months to do the whole messaging, but there might be a campaign which will get you immediate leads right now. Let's do that while we work on the website. And as soon as they see that leads coming in and that marketing is working and the sales team is happy, they're going to let you do a lot more at that point. So it is important to be pragmatic. So I think that could be a little bit of a, a difference in some ways.
0: Speaking of, of pragmatism, when it comes to selecting clients to work with, because so at the end of the day, there are some clients, you must see them and like they're just lost causes. Like there's there's no improvement sure, to be done. Certainly. Like are there cases where you just walk away and say, like, oh yes, yes, we can't we work do. with you. We,
1: yeah, we 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 have the rule that select only 20 out of uh, 20% and reject 80. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the ideal rule. We don't get to that because we're, again, we got to make a living. So there are yeah. times where we lower our standards. That's a, just a fact. But we try very hard. So we have had cases where uh, uh, this is uh, without getting into, so I don't give away the names of the companies. Basically, a, a few doctors got together and they came up with a little chat app, which is HIPAA compliant. And they wanted us to market that to the medical community. So my thing was hey, there are so many chat apps why would you build a yet another chat app? And I'm sure some of them will be HIPAA compliant. They kept on insisting, no, 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 we build it. So it's going to be better. I said, you guys are doctors, like, why would it be better, right? So I kept on saying, we don't want to market it. We don't want to market this. And they kept on saying, oh, you know, and I even said, hey, it's gonna, you'll spend so much money and I think it'll not work. I mean, the whole business idea in my my point of view, I had questions about it. So they had a pretty good budget. They said, here's hundred K is ready just do it and we really want to work with you. Uh, and I, ha- I walked away and it felt as an agency, man, that's a good money because they know, they're agreeing that they will fail. But uh, we try that to discourage those. That's one situation where they just are not understanding that it's not worth it. The other one is, which you're talking about where they feel that marketing is like a magic. So I keep saying is that, hey, we don't breed unicorns. We just, we are doing workhorses. We will place these horses, these are, they work every day for you. So that's what, so if you're looking for one magic bullet will suddenly change the things, that happens when you get lucky. But as an agency, that's not what we are doing. But we're gonna place things in place that will work again and again and again. That, that, that is what we do. So some, some clients just, they, they're not impressed. They're looking for something. Oh, I mean, there was nothing majorly brilliant. These guys are talking standard marketing. So that's the kind of a client we stay away from. We will not sign them up. So that's, uh, that's one aspect. We do charge a hefty sum for the strategy. That's our other filter. If they're not willing to spend initial money to get the strategy done before they get us on monthly, that's one way we filter them out because that means they're just really not committed. They're looking for something very quick. So even though we'll, we tell them, even in the strategy session within six to eight ma- uh, weeks, we will produce results. But strategy first has to happen otherwise so there are clients where we as a agency seven years back I would have taken them without thinking twice but now we will we will turn away those those clients where we feel that it's not going to be a really good match and and sometimes being a small agency it's hard but I, we found that overall we are happier being that
0: way definitely definitely a lot less sleepless nights worrying over stuff that doesn't have a solution definitely um but yeah you have to reach a certain point to have that level where you can say no to good money um like so when it comes when it came to actually building up your bank of clients like you, you said you started off as like more of a an implementation agency and evolved into that so maybe you already had like a bed of clients but say someone was thinking about stepping into the fractional cmo role now like what kind of bank of clients would they need would they need like a certain level of clients in order to be sustainable or would how would you go about building that bank of clients if you don't have one
1: Sure. So there are two ways that people get into fractional CMO. One is they could start this as a moonlighting while they're doing CMO business for some other agency, some, some, not agency, some company directly. Mm-hmm. As Basically, it's a consultant. Call yourself fractional CMO, set it up, and get the systems. The other one is work-like agency. There are uh, quite a few agencies have come about now, like us, who actually have a group of fractional CMOs under them. So it becomes the agency's problem to source the leads for them. So that could be a loose affiliation, where as a consultant, as you need, we'll call the right CMO, or it could be a closer affiliation. And we have a mixture of both. There are some are employees who are always there with us. They are employees, and there are some who are consultants, we call them as we have more work. And the idea with the agency being, as we grow more slowly, we get more and more consultants become full-time. So either they could do this on their own, and which is completely feasible, maybe start it in the beginning and get a few clients, and get going uh, just through your connections and network, or just work with the agency who will source the clients, you know, agency like us. We source the clients, we work with them. The one difference would be is in our case, uh, I don't know about other factors, we have a systemized method. They have to follow that. So it's not a like, oh we just hide you just go and do the CMO work. There is a strategy part, strategy Session, we have you know, a deck of 250 slides which gets filled with actual data about competition and everything. So they have to, there is, a, there is a background they have to follow. So client gets a little bit more consistency from our CMOs, that they will always look for these KPIs. They will always deliver that. So which might work, some fractional CMOs might say, hey, I want to be completely independent. I want to do things my way. Then they should build that independently. If they feel they're okay to work with the system, then work with the agency. Advantage being, you don't have to worry about looking for because it becomes a challenge. You are searching for a client and you are fulfilling. Both things as an individual becomes a little harder. So that's where we get a lot of CMOs who have have tried this for three, four years, and they have been reasonably successful. They're good CMOs, but they're not good lead generators for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they become great partners for us. We just bring them on under and and, and and we help them with the systems and tools. Other advantage, of course, is being in a group. You could also group three, four of you together because there are some tools and things which you'll need access to. As an individual, if you subscribe, it becomes too much. Of course, you can ask the client to subscribe, but they expect some results. It's almost like you know mechanics carry their own tools or chefs carry their own knives. Yes. There's some set you need to produce some initial numbers for them, right? Like, hey, I can check this. I checked, you know, I had a SEMrush or I have a similar web. I can check quickly and tell you, right? Uh, otherwise you're just asking them to buy every tool for you that might not work. So that's other, other other reason they're grouping together as few of uh, CMOs or working with the agency, it's a little bit advantages.
0: And having ac- access to those kinds of tools as well allows you to do s- some more prep work before you actually step into the office. If you if you have to sit around for a few days for them to get the license for access to certain tools and certain things in the tech stack, then you're, you're wasting your client's time. But if you've already got access to those tools, not only can you hit the ground running, but you could do some preparation yep. before you even step into the office, which has got to be a huge yep. advantage.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it helps the lead generation too. Even the first meeting when we go, we can have a few things ready for them, right? We just looked at this.
0: Yeah. Definitely, yeah, yeah. They're, they're good. Like it's like you're, you, you can set up like a proper pitch to clients, potential clients, yeah. and stuff like that by having that work prepared already. Um, yeah. Awesome. So, in terms of a sort of like a fractional CMO career path, like how does how does that look? Like, do do people tend to be a fractional CMO for the rest of their career? Do they? Be, be a fractional CMO for a little while and then go in-house somewhere? Like how, how does it normally work in your experience? So
1: the, more, the most of the ones I've seen is the people who have been at least director of marketing or VP of marketing and sometimes CMOs mm-hmm. who later part of their career, they decide, I just don't want to keep working with this one company. I want a little bit of variety as you're talking about and I want a little bit more freedom. As a fractional CMO, for sure, that timing and all you can control a little bit better, right? Versus working for a company because you you are outsider, so you can adjust your timing and and, and have more flexibility. One of our fractional CMOs is, she's a um, mom of two kids, one one year old and three years old. So she works part-time and she sets her timing. It works really great for her. She's a great marketer, uh, but it would have been difficult to work with that flexibility with this. This one works out. So that's one. So who have experience, who feel like they want the flexibility or variety is one. Uh, uh, kind of a, a scenario. The others are who just kind of decide, hey, I want to grow this as a business. I just want, I mean, they started and it's not like a, 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 a kind of a later retirement plan. There are some CMOs who are very senior CMOs who uh, are, have a lot of experience in very large companies. Now, those ones, when they work with us, it's a mixed bag actually because some are so senior and they are so used to doing certain things in certain way, which with the changing companies and all might not match. Even though they have extremely good experience, they can talk about, you know, from fashion world CMO, they know about the colors and fashions and exactly. So when we get a client who's selling something from fashion industry, there are things they know which average person doesn't know how industries work, that six months before you have to have the apparel ready and planned colors are chosen. This is a you know internal tribal knowledge. They know that if they work for a major design house. So they have that, but they might not have the skills of quickly changing the tools and everything which is happening. So, uh, so that's, that's one problem with the really senior ones sometimes. So what we found is actually, sometimes we will tag team two CMOs, one who's more used to the modern marketing, other one who's senior, and they together um, uh, will work with one client, with one being on lead, other thing which we found really works very well for us is even though there is one contact CMO, but our group of CMOs is available as consultant to others and this is considered free. Uh, like they can ask a question of bounce off, hey, I'm trying to do this, I've never done this. Who's in our group has done it? And that makes us much more powerful as a fractional CMO versus one CMO who's trying to figure out on their own uh, and, and, and uh, do this. So that's, that's, So the career path would be senior level, Deciding to hey, I just I'm I don't I'm done done with the corporate life. I won't do that. You can great great CMO or somebody who's actually just rising up to the ranks and feels like hey, I want to do a lot of CMO work for smaller companies and bigger companies, and work that way. So it could be either way.
0: Well, it sounds like a really great opportunity for for learning and development to find like a sort of mentor as well. Like if you're p- pairing up these two CMOs of different skill types and skill levels, then. They're going, to, they're going to share knowledge as well. So it seems like a really good opportunity for that. Like, is, that is that something you've sort of formalized as a, as a process in, in your agency? Is that something you'd advise other fractional CMOs yeah. to look into?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And we learned this, by the way, actually working with clients. Some clients had a senior level CMO. They still hired us as fractional CMO. The reasoning was, hey, our CMO needs help with automation. They don't know automation that well, but they know the industry very well. So we said, but we come in only as fractional CMO. So that's no problem. You just be fractional, just work with the CMO. And with the right, I mean, this, this initially we were concerned, but we have done two, three now and we are okay with it because there's, there could be a little ego thing, right? We're gonna come in and say, not this versus this. And they might say, not this, but they're in house, right? And we are built as a fractional CMO, which means we go to the same meetings in the same decision levels, sitting with them, not under them, right? So it could be, but with the right, what we have learned is a good confident CMO who knows what, what they're doing in their industry is actually comfortable uh, partnering with somebody who knows this other area they feel a relief i don't have to worry about this whole new way of email marketing and when sh- should we send emails like oh it looks spammy to send once a week but the reality is man you can send email every other day and still increase the sales that is known by somebody who does email marketing for fashion world might not be known to somebody who works on a different like what should be the next fashion design, right? he fo- they focus on that. So that partnership can work really well and it's a great learning. I mean, I've, I have done that also myself and exactly, you learn so much about industry, working with somebody who's been, they're very well known in their industry they work for major corporations and you learn that and they learn what all is possible, right? So they might not do it themselves. Now they know they can get the team to do this, this all is possible. So it's a, it's a mutually beneficial relationship.
0: Yeah, it sounds great. It sounds awesome. Like not only do you get the opportunity to to work in loads of different industries, but to learn from experts within those industries as well. How to how to market in those industries. So should all. People be a fractional all CMOs be a fractional CMO for a while. Is it is, is it for everyone? Is that or is it is it something you could jump into for a few years to get? I, I think I think
1: anybody could do. Fra- anybody who's good CMO could do yeah. fractional CMO. Yeah. I do believe that. I, I don't think there is uh, uh, that much of a, a difference that way, uh, for sure. Uh, instead, I would instead of saying that fractional CMO versus CMO, I would turn it around and say every company should have some level of CMO. There is no company too small to have a CMO, and and there is no company too big to say, hey, I've got CMO, I don't need other side side help. There are situations where you have projects and others you might need a CMO level outsider helping you because that project is so different. So that's 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 the way I, I would say. Otherwise, overall skill set wise, there is a major overlap for sure. You know, except the, you know, you're a consultant, you're outsider. You're still dealing with those issues, but otherwise it's the same. And, and, and if they did, by the way, just to be clear, sometimes uh, many of our competition, they talk about fractional CMO is cheaper. It's cheaper because you're spending less time. Actually, your reality is you're paying more. If you may put, took that fractional CMO and put them full-time, you will be paying a lot more than the CMO. So let's, So I, I don't like to tell clients that, oh, it's going to be cheaper. It's just, hey, we spend less time and we, you don't need any more. That's the only level of strategy you need right now. But eventually, when you grow up bigger, don't think a CMO, fractional CMO can handle it for you. That is not going to be enough. You will need it. If you are, once you're large enough, you need a full-time person. And that full-time person could be ours, by the way. So we have a situation, they just want to still stay with that person. Mm-hmm. You cannot steal our person. So we, we have part <laughs> of that contract. Uh, that, uh, but it's going to be expensive, right, at that point. So just don't want to mislead clients thinking fractional is cheaper. It's cheaper because you're just working lesser hours. Yeah,
0: yeah. but it's, it's good to know that you're, your, your, your CMOs are out there doing work that's good enough that people do want them forever. Like that's that's got to be a nice yeah. a nice sign for the business. Um, so I think I think that's a, that's a good note for us to, to maybe end that discussion because it, it, that message at the end the end was very clear. There, there is a market out there. For fractional cmos anyone who's out there thinking about becoming a fractional cmo i think yeah there's definitely a market out there for you. um so what what what's next what's in the what have you got in the pipeline with developing the business next savvy
1: yeah so uh we just last november we acquired a business and it's a vertical basically it's a agency which does white label ppc ads for other agencies so uh initially i was i was very intrigued by the fact that they have literally hundreds of clients and spend you know, close to $150 million in ads, spend for others, but they only do this for other agencies. And I'm used to doing ads where we spend like 100000 a month or 400000 a month, big companies doing a lot. There you have a lot of freedom to do a lot. But when you're doing this for smaller agencies, they get a dentist who has only a budget of 2000 that dentist is going to fire you next month if you don't give them something for that 2000 So I kind of said, man, they're in some ways more skilled than us. We have so much money and, you know, with 400000 if you lose 20000 30000 here and there, you didn't do it right. With some ad, nobody's going to notice it. It's a big budget. Mm-hmm. Here, if you screwed up something, you will be fired next month. So I said, these guys ought to know something about PPC more uh, in detail. And I was intrigued by that. So Rob, who had founded that company, uh, he's uh, out of UK, he UK, he, so when he was looking to do more tools, so we acquired that and it's an interesting business and uh, that we are able to go to, a, to our agencies, are able to use our data and go to a client and say, hey, Mr. Dentist, hundred dollars, $110 a lead in Boston area. So they can tell them in advance what will it cost them? Which in a bigger business, we, we could never. We say, oh, we'll try. We'll tell you what will happen. Mm-hmm. Let's work it out. Here, they're able to do that. And then it's easy to close. Dentists are going to figure out, is $110 worth it? You know, is that? And so it's a, uh, it's a great sell for smaller agencies. So I've got this new passion helping smaller agencies to grow. And also I'm thinking I could take what I've done my, with my agency in 14 years and show them how we grew and just kind of lay it out to those agencies. They can decide to follow and copy anything we, we have done because i feel like here i've reasonably arrived we could keep growing but we have recently arrived at the model here i could help hundreds of agencies out of those few hopefully will just copy this model and do their own agency someday while okay. we're helping them doing the okay. white label nice. so that's a new passion i've developed after awesome. acquiring this agency
0: awesome yeah um, i look forward to to, um, seeing how it goes in the future definitely um, thank you very much for speaking us today Abby it's been, it's been a great conversation very very interesting stuff both for people looking to become a fractional CMO and also for um, for companies looking to hire uh, fractional CMOs as well I think there's some, there's some great advice for both sides of the audience um, and thank you very much to our audience for listening as well um, I hope you've enjoyed the, the conversation we'll be back soon with some more CMO convos